You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one and welcome all to the greatest show of them all. It is the NFC East Mixtape brought to you by your favorite NFC East blog podcast network across the SB Nation universe. You can also, uh, it's blogging the boys for Dallas Cowboys, bidding nation for Philadelphia Eagles, Big Blue View for New York football giants, and Hogshaven for the Washington Commanders. You can also watch this production on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the blogging the boys YouTube channel. His name is Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation. My name is RJ Char from Blogging the Boys. BLG, how are you? Happy Tuesday, February the 20th. What did you do with your first weekend without football, RJ? Ooh, um, well, on Saturday, my son was sick, so you know, kind of just, you know, we had to hunker down, and it was raining and cold, so it's kind of a good, you know, be-at-home sort of weekend. Uh, we watched movies. We played around, um, played with the dogs. It was really good, nice chill time. I did partake in the NBA All-Star Weekend festivities mm. on television. You part- <laughs> I said on television. We're partaking. <laughs> I said I, I partook on television. And um, I hate to be the person that knew I was going to complain and then complained mm. anyway, but I knew I was going to complain and I complained anyway. Um, super boring. I, I told you I've been to one and it was so much fun in my memory and my recollection. And this was just such a, a drag. So um, my first question is, did you watch any of it? And my second is, what did you do on your first non football weekend? Yeah, I didn't watch the Friday night stuff <clears throat> where your boy Micah Parsons won uh, what the celebrity game. Well, you're the one who's game. way more obsessed with him than I am, but you know, whatever. And uh, didn't watch that night. I watched some of the stuff on Saturday night, I think most of it. Some of the skills competition stuff was just like really bad. <laughs> really, like the, the thing where they were passing, like, this is not good television. This is like really boring and just not fun. I was like, this is horrible. Um, dunk contest was okay. Uh, not great some of the scoring was weird but i think the rightful winner won shout out to mac mcclung former mm-hmm. sixer uh i mean some of those dunks were just crazy anyway um some of his dunks uh, were crazy to be yeah, there so I'm, like right, the yeah. one where he's like throwing the ball in midair and like like that's i've just never seen that and that's just wild to me i'm sure he, it did not bother you that um that like nba twitter was you know crapping all over um, this is a family show that was a close moment for me but was uh wow. crapping all over uh, a celtic and jalen brown I think his dunks were just weird to me in that they weren't like terrible, but they weren't like even enthusiastic. Like, it's kind right. of like bored to be there. I'm like, if this guy wins, he doesn't even look like he cares. He's here. Like, what's the point of this? Uh, so that was that I watched Sunday, only the second half because in part, because I thought they were going to do the Elam ending that they used to do, which I think they should bring back the target score thing where they mm-hmm. add 24 to the end of the scores of the, the cause I think that, you know, makes for a more dramatic finish. Um, so I was disappointed. They didn't do that. I did bet on the East to win for some reason before the game. Uh, there, was like a 10, there was like a ten, like a ten free bet or bonus bet if you lost on DraftKings Sportsbook, and they won. So uh, I made like ten bucks or whatever. But uh, that's the only reason I cared. 
Did you do anything else on the night? I I forgot to mention I did watch the Genesis Invitational, um, which is a golf tournament. It was it's a fun event. Tiger had to withdraw, and so that was a bummer. But it, it's still a fun tournament to watch. So it was nice to kind of have my attention, you know, on some other sports. As much as I missed football, it was a little bit nice to flex those muscles, if that makes sense. Yeah, I saw a couple friends, saw my parents on Sunday morning, went to Excellent Cafe in Philadelphia. Shout out to Excellent. Really good breakfast sandwich. And uh, I watched the end of True Detective Season 4, which I had mentioned last week, which a lot of controversy, or not controversy, but like a lot of uh, interesting opinions, divisiveness about how True Detective Season 4 went. I liked it a lot. There's a lot of people who apparently didn't, and that's I guess that's fine. But, I, saw, uh, I saw a tweet um from a friend of blogging the boys um cowboys nation is the account and it was it was like a thread responding to their initial tweet from however many weeks ago and the first tweet was like true detective is back but meant it like in a they're back not like literally back and then um the the follow-up on sunday was like i spoke too soon or something like that so that kind of to your point along those lines so yeah i enjoyed it do you have a new show as as we get ready for our show do you have a new one that you've because i do okay what is it well so I think you agree with this. There's nothing more exciting than when you discover a show and you and you test it out and you finally decide, okay, th- this is my show now. I'm going to give this all my attention. But And it has a lot of seasons and a lot of episodes, so you know mm. I'm getting in on the ground floor and I have a lot to kind of captivate my attention for a while. It's a good feeling, right? You're in for the long haul. Uh, the Crown. My wife has seen it and has tried to get me to watch it forever. And a good friend of mine, Chris Weaver from NFL Films, actually uh, near your neck of the woods, has suggested it from a cinematography and filmography standpoint. Like he said, the shots in it were just incredible and awe-inspiring and all sorts of stuff. And I just never really got around to it. But now no football. So I was, you know, just like, hey, let's give this a whirl. And I'm in. Um, So let's party. Let's dance. The crap. How many episodes or seasons is that? I don't know how many. I think there's six seasons. Um, Maybe six. How many? How many episodes per season? I don't want to look this up because, you know, I mean, I'm not. Was it like, obviously, you know, obviously there's 20? Is it? I think it might be like 14, 15, 16. Maybe okay. you could look it up and do me a solid. Like, just mm. look up how many episodes are in the crown. No. Wow. Um, today, uh, on Tuesday for us, Wednesday for you all, we are discussing something that BLG thought to bring up um, in his typical negative Nancy sort of viewpoint on the division. He was like, we should talk about things we don't want to see each team in the division do. Um, which I think is a good idea because I don't know if I told you this or if you saw, I interviewed Anthony Richardson over the weekend. Um, just an opportunity came up and that went out actually here on the blog and the boys network. And so people can access that. I think we're throwing it on the SB nation NFL show as well. Um, but something I asked him about and, and he agreed, I was like, it has to suck that like CJ Stroud is good and Trevor Lawrence is good. And like that your division's really good. He was like, Oh yeah. He was like, I would much rather it suck. Um, so I, I told him and he agreed. I was like, you can miss me with all this. Oh, I want my division to be competitive stuff. If you have an easy ticket to the playoffs, you take it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's like, so dumb. I hate I would, that so much. I know you do. I would love if the Eagles giants and commanders had right. a terrible off season. Like I, that's what I would love to see happen. And, and obviously you share the same sort of viewpoint. I hate that. Oh, I want the other team to be good. I mean, because it makes for interesting games. I mean, in theory, sure. But in actuality, like, you want to win the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, the, did, do you think Patriots fans were ever like, oh, I wish, oh, if, I wish, like, the Dolphins were better. I wish the Jets were just, like, better and we had better division games. No. I'm pretty sure they weren't like that. I'm pretty sure they were happy cruising to an a- AFC's title each year. Uh, so, yeah, that's silly. But this is kind of also what we do, too, for the draft uh, in terms of, like, what we don't want. Right to see each other and that's kind of i think married into this conversation because it's more about the off season as a whole i'm sure we'll still do that episode but 
just want to wanted to also include you know free agency and then it's at a high level too uh like conceptually it's not even just about like a specific move i mean that's part of it but it's also just the kind of the approach to which these teams could take this offseason last thing and it's uh related to the patriots i did start and i've seen i think it's been two episodes so far the dynasty is i believe the the proper name on apple tv i'm sure that you won't give this any of your attention but it was really good um I've, i'm a sucker for any kind of documentary series like this so uh really fast a lot of footage i've never seen before not that i'm you know devoted to like patriots lore and every patriots you know piece of film or whatever but um a lot of things that just i didn't even i was I wouldn't have guessed existed. Like, I, I mean, who was film? It's like when the last dance came out, it's like, who was filming all this? Like who had the camera at this point in time? Like, how did we not know this existed? So did yeah. they cover Spygate at all? They are going to, uh, and they're going to cover a lot of footage that people have never uh-huh. seen before. Yeah. Okay. Congrats. I bet you're really proud of yourself. Anyway. Um, the only addendum I made to your proposal for the episode was we should also from our vantage point, say things we do not want to see the Cowboys and Eagles. Do. So like right. from my perspective, it'd be from a Cowboys fan. So we do yep. start with them because they are the reigning NFC East champions. What we do not want to see the, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys do this off season. I did want to mention, um, when we got to the Cowboys part of this, which, you know, we did right away because once again, the Dallas Cowboys are any division champions. Uh, the great OCC uh, wrote recently at blogging the boys, um, learning from the past nine free agency mistakes the Cowboys should not repeat. And it was a mm. good kind of retrospect on things the Cowboys have done improperly, whatever. And so that is number one on my list or really kind of my only point here. I can very easily be talked out of this, which actually makes me upset because that's the Dallas Cowboys fan within me. Uh, I don't know if you read this or clipped this for the links at BGN, uh, no. but number number one on OCC's list was the veteran running back. Like, in other words, like avoiding, like cautioning mm. against the veteran running back. Um, he listed the top five contracts that were given on the veteran free agent market over each of the last two years, uh, a list that includes Miles Sanders. And do you know of those 10 different running backs, how many had an improvement from just a yardage standpoint the year that they signed with the new team? That question makes sense. One. It was one. Do you have a guess as to who it was? No, I I can't. I think it'll be Matt. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think I would have guessed it. But when I tell you, you're gonna go. Oh man, I should have known that. Okay. David Montgomery uh, had 801 yards with the Chicago Bears in 2022, and then had 1,015 with the Lions just this past season. But outside of him, none of the other top four running backs in terms of contracts uh, had a, a better season last year, and none of them the year before of the top five. So Derrick Henry is a big name that has come up a lot um, and people are going to go there. And actually, I don't know if you saw this, but on Tuesday, ESPN did their top free agent fits of their time. I think it's their top 50 free agents um, from their own list. Mm-hmm. And they listed Josh Jacobs to the Dallas Cowboys. I want nothing to do with this. I, want, I don't want any. I, I mean, they, they are almost finally free of big time running back money. <laughs> and I understood why they tagged Tony Pollard last year, mm-hmm. but. Do not go down this route. That's my kind of main decree for them this offseason. Yeah, I said last year they shouldn't bring back, I believe, Zeke or Tony Pollard, and they should wait out the market. And I think this year that is also what they should do in terms of waiting out the market, Uh, especially because, and I covered this, we talked about this a little bit on the SB Nation NFL show the past week, but there's a lot of big names in this Mm -hmm. free agent running back class. So you don't really need to like rush out and get your guy. Just wait 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 for that price to drop down i think and i think eventually maybe you can sign and i don't know him specifically but maybe him maybe you can get josh jacobs you know at a bargain at a discount at a really good rate and at that point yeah why not sign him 
But yeah, I don't think you should be married to a certain player there as much as you kind of just wait out the market and there will be someone there at some point who is at at least a fair value, if not an outright bargain. And I think you'll be able to get someone like that. So yeah, I don't, there should not be a rush to like go out and, oh, we have to get Derek Henry because he's available there. <laughs> to uh, your point, yeah. just quickly, um, the fifth person on last year's list, so the fifth highest, you know, or fifth biggest contract was actually Dalvin Cook. And so it took all the way until that was like midway through training camp with the Jets for him to sign. And even then it was a one year, $7 million deal, which came well below the franchise tag value, which was about $11 million. So um, you're right. Like, whether it is Josh Jacobs and that's other thing like Josh just like Josh wants to get paid like based on what happened with the Raiders so like that was a horrible example like you might even be able to wait things out I know you joked about bringing Zeke Elliott back last year for Dallas like you might be able to wait out Tony Pollard and bring him back in training camp just based on the way the market looks but um, I know that my answer wasn't the spirit of the exercise that you wanted to do so your answer for the Cowboys is what do you not want to see from them this offseason I don't want to see them go all in like I think last year they made some like good moves in terms of the Stefan Gilmore and the Brandon Cooks acquisitions. But that also kind of feels like they were hedging a bit in terms of like, well, we don't want to give up too much. You know, we were trying to like toe this line between you know getting really good value, getting good players, dressing holes, but also, um, you know, not, not quite going, I wouldn't call quite call those all in moves because they're kind of lower cost moves, which is nice in terms of you're limiting the risk at some extent, but I think it's time to accept more risks. Uh, where the Cowboys are at, and I know you've kind of... Uh, oh, you, think they, you think they should, and you're saying you don't want that. Yeah, I think okay. they should, which I don't want to... I think they need to take some bigger swings here, because, I mean, what's the risk? What's the downside? Like, I hate... Back when the Eagles hadn't won a championship before they won the Super Bowl, you know, there was all this talk like, oh, they can't trade up for... Well, it happened first with Mariota, and then it happened later with Wentz. So it was like, they can't... Leading up to the actual trade, it was like, They can't do that because it'll set the franchise back years to what? What's it going to set them back to? To not winning a Super Bowl ever? They hadn't won a Super Bowl. So what's it setting them back to? Like, what do they have to lose here? Take a big swing. It's time for the Cowboys who have not been able to get over the hump. Maybe it's time to take an uncharacteristically big swing. And that's not to say, you know, just do something dumb again. Like, there's a smart way to go about it. You don't pay Derrick Henry, like, big money. I don't think that's the kind of swing. I think it looks more like it's not, you know, it's not a one for one. They're not trading for this actual player. At least I sure hope not. Like, but they need like their version of the AJ Brown trade. Like this is like big swing move that they take. I think that could like totally change things up or take them over the top. I think if you're talking about all in, I think that's what that kind of move looks like. And I don't have the specific name. I know you brought up Stefan uh, uh, Diggs yeah. in the past, but I don't think the, I mean, I just don't think the bills have right, any right. reason to trade. Yeah. Him. I mean, that that's kind of a trolley sort of thing because of the Diggs <clears throat> relationship, but yeah, but, I know but, you like, don't but, actually but, fully believe in it, but, but like, what that, that kind of move. Yeah. What that represents. I agree with you. Right. And I don't know if it's a receiver, um, that, but it could be because, you know, when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl two years ago, they had, Devontae, obviously, and A.J. Brown. Imagine pairing, you know, C.D. with someone. And, you know, Brandon Cooks had a, he's a decent season, but he's not he's not like that guy. He's not like that alpha number two. It was like a 1A, 1B kind of type, like a pairing with C.D. So I don't know if it's receiver. I don't know. Maybe it's – um, I don't know. I don't know the position necessarily, but I think like it, it's adding another kind of star player to the team, taking a really big swing, living with the, the risk that, hey – you know, if this goes poorly, then, you know, this could be a problem for the future. But I think at this point, it's time for the Cowboys to accept that risk and not worry so much about 
the future and trying to win now, especially because like this is the timeline. You have Dak here, McCarthy, you know, final year, like potentially. So I just think now is the time to really push your chips all in. I agree with you that obviously I would love to see the Cowboys do that, especially from the my stance all last year was you have to find out you know, what kind of play caller Mike McCarthy is. Okay, you accomplished that. But, like, you have to find out if this era is worth anything. You know what I mean? Like, wh- like where you're at. And so you you might as well go all in. And to your point of, like – and I know you mentioned the Eagles slant on, like, oh, so, like, what happens? Like, you go back to never having won a championship. That was um, the 2015 year was the, like, all in year, right, so to speak. for Or the, the big move offseason. That was the same Bradford when, yeah, trade. They, they um, gave chip, like, power of personnel. Right. So it was – it's the Sam Bradford trade, the DeMarco uh, Murray thing, the LaShawn McCoy trade, um, all this stuff. And I remember we were just, this, that was when I was first getting into blogging. We were just laughing like, oh, man, like Chip Kelly is destroying this franchise. Like they're going to be in this for a decade. And they won the Super Bowl two years later <laughs> <laughs> with yep. none of those players. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, nothing is un you know yeah. conquerable or un you know recoverable um right. in any way you know sense or stretch so yeah i'm with you i've kind of started to land on is that person or that all-in thing is it calvin ridley it, i think a lot of people would run to mm. mike evans you know what i mean but like i would just you know because that i have to imagine that would perk your attention or perk yours and be like oh crap this sucks so um that's a good answer for the cowboys because i would love to see that so are we ready to move on to the eagles well, just to put a bow on that i i i'd seen you had kind of didn't fully buy like jerry jones comments about that i guess this is worth it's worth addressing to the non-cowboys fans because i think a lot of blog and the boys listeners have heard us discuss this so Mm -hmm. the all-in verbiage was jerry jones on um at the senior bowl um he said we're gonna be all in whatever etc etc and at the time i really doubted it um but michael gelkin who covers the cowboys for the dallas morning news is among the, the more plugged in people on the local beat. And he wrote something last week that I thought was really interesting to where I'm paraphrasing. These are my words, but he was almost like, yeah, I don't believe this. Like, it's like, he was like, this could just be posturing. This could just be all talk. And he said what I know you and I had talked about that they could define and they very likely will define being all in as paying Dak, paying CD and paying Micah. And that's fair. Like, I'm not saying that that's even not a fair representation of what all in means. But when you throw out mm. all in, we're all in the way Jerry did, everybody knows what that implies, what that insinuates, um, you know, whatever. And I don't think he had any issue with letting people run with that. And so I don't buy right now that they are going to be, quote unquote, all in in the dramatic, you know, uh, F to them picks way that the Rams were or even those Eagles were in 2015. Um, but I think that they're going to benefit from all the attention and discussion that comes along with it. Yeah, I just think they need to get more aggressive. And I don't think just re-signing your players alone is that like that's that's about a core it's not about like pushing your chips all in what do we not want to see i worded it awkwardly on the the banners here what do we do not oh, i i really this isn't even a sentence what do I'm, we do not <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it at this point because what don't we want to see the philadelphia eagles do uh you go first since this is your yeah team. i don't want them to, i don't want to see them like <laughs> trade aj brown or hassan reddick like i don't want to see them make a move especially i don't think the the aj thing is really a thing ever i mean there, there was an idea that you know he's being asked about trade rumors there was never rumors it was just a radio sh- it was one of the radio shows in philly like coming up with a topic for the day because it would garner a lot of attention and they have a job to do i'm not you know obviously it's part of the game that we play as media people but uh 
yeah, that wasn't a rumor. It's not a rumor to like just if I just say should the Eagles trade AJ Brown, that's not a rumor. Somehow that has become a rumor. Like, so you're saying that's the process that happened that people yeah. define to be a like, rumor. That's like, right. oh, that's a rumor. No, it's not. That's just means <laughs> someone asking a question or posing. It's pontificating. Yeah. yeah. There's no like, well, AJ Brown's unhappy or once that's totally different. So anyway, uh, I don't think that's a real thing. So I'm not going to address that further. But yeah, I would not want to I don't like this Hassan Reddick stuff because also it's seemingly coming from a place too, based on Reddick's own comments that he put out there that like the Eagles seem to kind of be the ones who I think the Eagles kind of want to trade him in a perfect world. It's not that they want to dump him at any cost. I think it's that they would rather get like a really strong offer for Hassan Reddick than have Hassan Reddick back on the team next year, which I get that because there probably is a certain price where that makes the most sense and you're getting the most value and everything. But I just think about how thin they are as rusher if they don't have him. And I think about how when they've gone to the Super Bowl and what two out of the past, whatever, six, whatever seasons now, five seasons that they have. Don't mess one this of the best up. Don't be one of those. Don't do in that. the NFL. So uh, that just worries me. But um, yeah, <clears throat> I just don't want to see them. Uh, I mean, and, and same kind of thing with the Cowboys. Like this could be Sirianni's last year. So like, it's just, I don't understand a move that kind of isn't about uh, like really, you know, focusing still on this year and taking a step back i differ a little bit here um now i will say you don't you shouldn't trade hassan reddick if it's just being afraid of not getting proper value for him you know like you shouldn't do it if it's like oh i'd rather get like legitimate value now than risk him playing out his contract and getting nothing you know like that is still a good thing you know potentially so the the season of hassan reddick has value (laughs) right so more season has a lot of value but where i where I differ a little bit, and this is this kind of lends to what I don't want to see the Eagles do this offseason. I, d- I don't mean this in, in the, like, simplistic way it sounds, but, like, I'm not, as a Cowboys fan, afraid of the Eagles defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, it, and I that's such a great way that you've brought up to kind of look at, you know, how your team is, like, how opponents feel. Like, if Hassan Reddick stays, I'm not like, oh, this sucks. You know what I mean? Like, if they trade him, I'm, I'm also not like, oh, what a big win. Like, whatever i feel confidence relative to these teams and their current general construction i feel very confident the cowboys can handle the eagles defense for the most part in the ways that they need to to win their two games against them or at the very least split them like they did last year what i don't want to see the eagles do is improve on offense i would love if the eagles like Mm -hmm. you know what we're good like we just have to our defense was so bad down the stretch matt patricia and blah blah we have to make sure we keep us on reddick and blah you want to do all that you want to focus on the defensive side of the ball fine by all means trade for whatever corner you want like i really won't be like shaking in my boots you know in any way shape or form but if the eagles are are of the mindset you know what yeah we have aj and yeah we're gonna have to pay Devonte, but let's go sign mike evans let's go sign deandre hopkins that will suck or if the Eagles say, you know what, yeah, uh, I know that you know Nick Sirianni is obsessed with Kenny Gainwell or whatever, but mm-hmm. let's go get Saquon. Let's go get and and that I don't mean to like veer into the paying of and running back thing, but I mean that will that will frighten me more. The Eagles are always a more terrifying team to me when the offense is unstoppable, and that was like their. I, I know the defense was very 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 good in 2022, but what made them truly terrifying and truly annoying was their high levels of efficiency on offense to set them up for the tush push and whatever, blah, blah. And along those lines, like I would love nothing more than for Jason Kelsey to just go enjoy his life and his family and his podcast and whatever he's going to do. I wish him health, wealth, and happiness all the days of his life. I just would love him to start his post Eagles tenure 
ASAP. So I don't want to see Jason Kelsey return from a competitive standpoint, and I don't want to mm-hmm. see the Eagles add even more to their offense. That's a good answer. Uh, you know, we'll see about Kelsey. Still unsure. We'll see soon enough if he is back or not. Rest of the offense, though, uh, putting that aside for a second, uh, should be pretty similar. Now, you know, we'll see what happens with DeAndre Swift. I think that's a similar situation that I said the Cowboys should just be in, though, and it's clearly something the Eagles believe in. They don't, or they're not investing big money or big resources into running back. I think they're going to try to wait out the market and see if they can get whoever at a discount. So we'll see who that ends up being. Maybe it's DeAndre Swift if he doesn't get the value that he wants and wants to come back to Philly, where he's from. So uh, I think they could go kind of a number of different ways there at running back. I think the more interesting, I guess the most interesting position would be the the third receiver, which isn't like, it's the third receiver, but it's not quite actually, you know, like Goddard obviously ranks above that. Um, the running back who they get might rank above him in terms of like the target distribution and everything. So not the biggest role. And, there, and therefore there's a needle to thread there, especially when you're managing the personalities of AJ and Devante. You're not, I don't think you're bringing in, you know, like Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins in part because the Eagles are very aware of how those other guys feel about their targets and whatnot. So you're kind of trying to bring in someone who's good, but not so good that they kind of disrupt the See, uh, personality. Like that. I'm fine with that. Like I, I, if I you, know if, if the, if the Eagles and I like what I do don't want to see then is Nick. Sir, I, you know what I really don't want to see is Nick Sirianni empowered. Like this Nick Sirianni, you well, know, being weakened and whatever is like wonderful because <laughs> he's annoying. Don't get me wrong, but I do feel like he, like the team almost kind of goes as he goes, you know, in mm. a weird sort of sense. And so with him all weak and like offering nothing, it, mm. it just like it, it puts this lower glass ceiling on the overall team, which is just true of like any head coach in any sport. Um, so what I don't want to see is Nick Sirianni empowered to say things like, you know what, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, shut up like we really don't care like our goal is to win not to feed your egos and i'm not saying that they're coming at it from like an ego perspective but like mm-hmm. that i said it many 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 times the 2022 eagles were on the verge of completing one of the more unbelievable and perfect seasons where everybody was going to be happy in the most perfect ways because everybody got like th- more than their fair share everybody was an all pro or pro bowler had all these individual accolades and blah 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 and they would have had the like individual awards and the team award on top of it all and it could have like probably never ever been topped in an emotional sort of sense you have to stop chasing that like this this is somewhat akin to my 2015 cowboys trying to pick Mm. up or discard it like you can't be that team again like you can't just have success that way and i like they've got to let go of that like you can't just be jump balls to aj brown and you know smitty gang and all this stuff like you you have to find <laughs> new ways to develop i don't i thought that was a, a line i don't think that's the thing but uh what is is the slim reaper that's what he is uh yeah. but he goes he goes by smitty right uh so sure. whatever i mean that's what i don't want to see i i don't want to see them challenge themselves in, mm. in however that happens offensively specifically you want to do whatever on defense cool that really is not going to bother me in any way shape or form well yeah again i don't think they really need to re over totally re overhaul the personnel and offense as much as they need to figure out things a little bit more schematically which obviously they bring in kellen moore to do i still think you could find you know a nice player like uh shout out to my you know BGN radio co-host Jimmy Kemsky, who put out, uh, you know, Darnell Mooney as a potential third target. Like, oh, I really like that a lot. Great, yeah, that's like a, name. That's like what Quez Watkins is supposed to be, but isn't <laughs> he's not good. So yeah, if they can find someone like that who just 
it's not that they're gonna you know revolutionize the offense themselves and you know have the aj brown level of impact but i just think if you add someone in there who's just more credible i think that suddenly helps out aj and Devonte a lot more and goddard as well all right let's take a break and when we get back we will continue this conversation you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy what are you doing later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back. Brandon, if you could eat anything right now, what would it be? I have a very specific answer, but I'm curious what yours is. So there was this really good breakfast sandwich at this place called Wrightstown Country Store. Oh, I thought you were going to go excellent. Now. Sorry, that, I thought you were going to like pick no, back up on that. No, that's really good, too, in right, Philadelphia. Okay. But this place, I'm thinking like, anything I want, it would be that this place could somehow be open again. Uh, it's just on this road in Pennsylvania, Bucks County, right uh, above Newtown. And they had these really good breakfast sandwiches served on Kaiser rolls. And they're just so soft and so delicious. And they're also only like, I don't know, like four bucks. They're cheap too. So I would want a Wrightstown country store breakfast sandwich. I'm going to say with sausage, egg, and cheese. What about you? Mm, I have three answers because you brought that up. I had, that? One, I had one, but you saying that. Um, so at, it's lunchtime for us. I'm kind of in the mood for a salad right now. Like I would love nothing more than just like a big salad. Shout out to Seinfeld. Big and, salad? Uh, you want a big salad? You could eat anything. You want a big I, salad? I, I want. So have you ever been to a salada before? No. What's that? It's kind of like Chipotle, but for salads or free birds or whatever. So you go down the line and you can get like, they have all sorts of options. And so you get different lettuces, you can get different proteins, you can get different toppings, you can get different dressings. And like, you can get cooked things and, and all sorts of breads and accompany things. Like, that sounds incredible to me right now. And uh, on my wife and I's honeymoon, we went to this, like, we went um, to like the Jupiter area of Florida. And there was, I don't even remember the name. It, it was almost like a neighborhood sort of restaurant that we went and saw. Uh, we went to the Everglades. And it was like on the way we stopped and I had the most amazing chicken Caesar salad. And it, I, that's just kind of what comes to mind. Uh, but when I started this question, the answer that I was thinking of could be my dessert. I really want um, like when you're at the mall and you get a cup of the little pretzel bites, like with cinnamon sugar or whatever on them. You know what I'm talking about? Like from Auntie Anne's? Yeah. Or um, I don't have another one, but like they're little like almost like kind of like donut holes almost but they're covered in like like cinnamon sugar or something like that you get a little cup they call those rivets really i didn't know that so i think so i could go for some rivets if that's what they're called so nice pick um former eagles kicker cody parkey remember him uh yeah also the guy who you know the double doink for the bears uh he was from jupiter florida so there you go wow by the way that reminds me by the way speaking of useless information i meant to share this (laughs) I got this book over the weekend, the new book of lists. It's not so new. I think it's like 05 when it was published. 
there's so many good random things in here that I feel like I want to kind of bring up, work them into the podcast somehow. Um, just really, just really random topics of lists. Like, uh, for example, here, 12 suggested names for religious rap groups. And number one is Ludacrist, spelled like, obviously, Christ. Ah, wow. So you saying that it, my thing that I was going to offer is somewhat tangential. Um, mm -hmm. I knew that I had heard Smitty Gang or Reddit somewhere. Um, and I'm obviously, sure someone has said it before, but it's not like right. a thing. Maybe, maybe that's happened. And I know that Devonte that he does go by Smitty, right? Like that is that's maybe I'm what mispronouncing most it. People call him, yeah. Okay, so I don't know if it's Smitty or pronounced Smitty or Smithy, but uh, I googled this just to be <laughs> sure. Smithy. Uh, it might be pronounced Smithy Gang. Um, the Smithy Gang is an evil group of sentient weapons led by Smithy who have invaded the Mushroom Kingdom and took over Bowser's oh. castle for their base of operations. So mm. I knew I'd kind of seen that somewhere it's in the back of my mind. So um, I have a all over the place related thing in Mushroom Kingdom or that world that I'll get to in a bit. But um, this is another good one. If twenty nine famous men were known by their mother's maiden names, so you have William Arden instead of William Shakespeare. You have. Uh, mm. George Ball, that would be George Washington. So there's like, uh, yeah, Abraham Hanks, not Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I don't know, just a bunch of random useless information that I love having. So I'm trying to figure out how to work that into the podcast sometime. What do we not want to see the New York Giants do this offseason? Uh, definitely. Bite find, the bullet on Daniel Jones. Yeah, and well, an exit strategy. I don't think they can flat out move on from him, but I think they very much can realistically create a exit strategy like something to pivot to uh well i would go beyond that and say i would love if they were to be like daniel if they, say they drafted i don't know jane daniels or whatever like if they were to do that and, and like the information were to be obvious and they were to do the whole facade of like look daniel jones our starter he's won a lot of games in this league he's won a playoff game you know what i mean like well you know what i mean like what would what, what bother me if they were to be like look DJ's QB2. This is whoever's team now. You know what I mean? Like that would bother me if they moved on in a, you know, in a legitimate sense, even <laughs> if they can't transactionally move on from Daniel Jones quite yet. I'm trying to think about how they get this guy and how that bothers me. I guess, you know, it'd be bothersome if somehow the quarterbacks don't go as early as we think they do and they just, you know, one falls in their lap. That would be pretty mm, that annoying. Would suck a lot, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, would I rather them, because obviously there's, there's the thing with the quarterback where, like, you don't want them to get that guy because, in theory, if he does hit, even if you think it's unlikely, even if you think that guy sucks, but even in just the unlikely possibility that could still exist that he would raise their ceiling. Like, that, I don't like that even being there at all. Obviously, now, if they're trading up for the wrong guy, then that's great because then they're using extra resources and also still taking a guy who stinks, and then they're therefore not having the ability to kind of find the replacement for that guy. But uh, yeah, I think for them, it has to come down to like, if they take a non quarterback with their first round pick, I'm pretty happy with that. I have to say, right. I think you feel the same way. Like I'd much rather them have some kind of receiver than a quarterback who might make them better in the future. Yeah. I'm pulling this up right now. As we talk, I saw this morning for us, Tuesday morning, Daniel Jeremiah released his latest mock draft. And like, I know everybody, you know, has preferred, you know, draft analysts, whatever. But obviously, Daniel Jeremiah is among the most plugged in. Yeah. Um, so Specifically with the Eagles, too, <laughs> he's to work for. So, and I was curious, and and this serves my point. In his mock, he has the Giants selecting Jane Daniels. That would suck. Like that. That would even because yeah. some some people like might respond to this and be all, 
well, I think Daniel sucks. Blah, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just that's draft season. But like, I would hate them like trying. You know what I mean? Like, I would love for them to just continue to like live in this purgatory. Wow, yes, JJ McCarthy going eight to Atlanta. That's interesting. Um, the yeah. upside we're talking about here is thinking right. what scares us, and this is the same thinking with Washington too. Not to jump into them, but it's the same kind of thing of like, you know, I don't know enough about these quarterbacks yet because I'm not studying them, and I'm you know, there's not that's not the realm that you or I are in. Uh, and paying attention to that kind of thing but to me from afar it seems like Jaden Daniels kind of has like more upside kind of almost like Anthony Richardson at some level I hear there's like a big upside swing here as opposed to like maybe a more safe option like Drake May um, mm-hmm. and Drake May might be great I don't know but uh, to me from everything I've heard about and read about it seems like there's like you know a, like a higher ceiling lower floor potentially with Jaden Daniels than there is with Drake May so um, I mean I know Ed, it's been it's been five years since the Giants took Daniel Jones, right? In 2019. So, like, yeah, keep this going. Like, you know what I mean? Keep keep trying to live in this mediocrity. I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize you were going to say something over that. Well, but, also, too, this is, like, first of all, it's very funny that they did, like, ruin their draft positioning. It's pretty crazy that, like, they might not even get a guy for sure. But if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Because, you know, who's to say that, they won't do this again next year where they're like just slightly they're too good they're not good but they're too good to get you know one of these very top quarterbacks so i think i think like it's possible they could be in that spot but obviously you don't want to plan for that it's not like you're you're like well don't worry about it so we'll be bad again like it's not the plan you want to go with you have to strike while the iron is hot here and like take advantage of this and be like this is our chance to get someone and i think that is yeah that has to be it, it has to be the move i don't want them to make not only be bad but not don't worry we'll be worse because that would be like to ensure that you get like the guy you want, you would have to be worse to like yep. the point at hand. So like, no, don't worry. Like we'll put you through all this again. And we won't even give you the, like the little bit of good that you thought you were having that actually damaged our whole draft position to begin with. So, um, I mean, like non, go ahead. non quarterback edition, I would say I want, you know, I want them to resign Saquon, obviously like spend I mean, big money on him. I don't think that's possible at this point. Like, I think it's, it's a foregone conclusion. Um, other than that, I mean, it's I, I really have a hard time envisioning them doing anything that scares me. I mean, because they're they're that far behind that they, they need something that significant. And for them to start focusing on the future would be a bummer, because the other thing is, if they if they didn't draft a quarterback as well, I think it also means, you know what, like Brian Dable might be done after this year. So now they're they're really starting over in 2025. You know what I mean? And that would obviously be the best case scenario here from a Cowboys Eagles commander's perspective. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the Giants. Are you ready to move on to the commanders? Yeah, who have the number two overall pick and kind of, the same, like I said, the same thing applies. I don't want them. I mean, they're going to take a quarterback. So that's, they, you know, we can't They did be take like, Drake May in this mock just for context. Yeah, we can't be like, well, I hope they don't take a quarterback because they're obviously going to take a quarterback. Um, um, it would be very my, funny if they took like Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, my answer is if... We often see the teams jump or, or like or take advantage of the rookie contract, whatever, one year out, like after the rookie season. You know, they, they kind of wait to be like, oh, well, he proved that he's the guy. So now we feel safe. Like, why would you wait? Like, <laughs> like the, isn't the plan for him to be really good? Like, isn't that the hope? And I thought the Eagles did that with Carson Wentz, right? Because it was, was it 2016 or 17? They signed Alshon and everybody. 17 yeah okay so so even they didn't do that even a really forward-thinking organization didn't do that the same thing i thought 
I never thought the Bears got credit, but they kind of did this with Mitchell Trubisky. They signed Allen Robinson, which again was also this was always a gripe of mine how people were like free Allen Robinson from Chicago. So, yeah, you realize Allen chose to, yeah <laughs> to go there, uh, but the Chiefs did it as well. Obviously, Mahomes become like beyond whatever. But remember, they signed Sammy Watkins. Like they they were like, oh, this is the window. So why would you not say okay? We're the commanders. We have some salary cap space to work with. The plan. The they have the most yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. The plan is for this pick to work out. Why burn the first year? Like, right. wh- wh- why, you know, why not just go at it now? And you know what? If it doesn't work out and he sucks, then you have the roster to bring in, like, the Kirk Cousins or whoever that is available mm-hmm. in whatever offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're resetting well, Kirk I mean, Cousins. No, but, but yeah. You get my, yeah, you get my point. And so that would bum me out is if they start the like tailoring of the roster to the rookie contract before even getting him, if they went out and they were the team who spent big on T Higgins and you know, whatever, and just like souped up this roster. I'm not, that's a bad example. Cause they have Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, but you get my point. Like if they somehow landed Chris Jones in free agency or, or well, again, also bad example. Cause they have such great interior defense. You get my point. Like if they attacked their roster heavily and, and, and yeah, and got it ready for, Drake Mayer, whoever to come in and just take over and kind of like the way Dak Prescott entered the NFL, where the roster was kind of ready made. And obviously mm-hmm. he contributed at a high level, but that would really, really, really bother me. Like if, if they, if they were active and built a strong team for Dan Quinn to get. Yeah. And I think that's a, you know, like a realistic fear too, because you know, it's a new ownership. They're going to want buzz around the team this year. Uh, it's very, I mean, not every team wants to, you know, be good and talked about or whatever, but I think they especially are keen on hitting this hard and really trying to take advantage of the grace they've been given and really trying to establish a new culture and a new excitement around the team. So I absolutely do think that's realistic. And yeah, when you have all that cap space, why not? What if they just, and obviously there can be, you know, and as Washington fans would know, there's perils of just, being the team that spends a ton, a ton of big money in free agency, but you can still do it right and still do it smart. It's not just because like you're spending big money. That means it's bad. So yeah, uh, I do worry about that. I think that they could really get a good system in place. I think Washington has, you know, has the upward mobility, especially with Dan Quinn there. I think he, as I've said, I don't really so much worry about the ceiling with him as much as I think he's going to raise their floor there. So uh, I do think they can turn it around probably a little bit quicker than some would think, especially for the average, maybe number two overall pick team. Uh, yeah. So I think that's a really good point. Um, interestingly, one of the things that OCC included in his nine lessons or whatever to learn um, was not to pay the defensive player coming off of a great defensive outing like with a great defensive team um Hassan Reddick would be an example of that right like right now where like, he is or, or, now yeah like um not this most recent season but like you know relative to the at least the 2022 season but Hassan Reddick also fits the example of like the type of player you want to go for is like a standout defensive player on a bad team right the way he was with the Panthers or mm. even the Cardinals to that point um and so in a similar sense my one worry as somebody who's done a lot of, you know, kicking that Dan Quinn lately is that like, mm. an, I think another archetype that's worth pursuing in a free agent standpoint is like the dude coming off a bad year with a great body of work, right? Like, you know, the guy who's had like three years in this case, you know, total, the first two were exemplary and then he just had a bad year and you can kind of explain it away. I, I have a hard time explaining Dan Quinn's, you know, poor performance, but I mean, that would that would also like I don't want to see this work. Obviously, mm. I mean, I wish, you know, the best for Dan, but it it would it's I mean, if the commanders had hired him 
in each of the or over you know, a year ago or two years ago, we would have been really afraid, right? And right now we're kind of like, eh, whatever. But like, maybe that dude's still there. <laughs> it's really possible that that dude is in fact there, and that would be a bummer as well. I'm looking at the free agent offensive lineman because you know that's obviously an area where the commanders need to improve after being really bad there up front. So yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe they kind of just like build in an offensive line that's strong right away. You already have the receivers like we mentioned in Dotson and Terry, and uh, you add in. Eagles former offensive coordinator Brian Johnson, and all of a sudden this thing is. is but what what here. what if that's like a similar sort of thing? Like they kind of have the like you know cast of misfits, right? Like the people who had bad years and this and that, whatever. And like I don't think it's hard at all to explain, not explain, but like to. It's not hard to move goalposts to defend Brian Johnson, right? Like a, a year ago, he was getting all this love and all this praise, and like, what if that dude is still there? You know what I mean? Like that. Like well, especially when it comes to working with quarterbacks and not right. necessarily being the OC. I think he's clearly demonstrated that he has talent, like getting them, getting more out of quarterbacks. Um. So yeah, we don't want to see any of these teams be good. Are you um, ready to do songs? Get out of here. Do you have anything else you want to add? I mean. Um, hold on a second. I have to take these off and riff, but uh, it's gonna be like five seconds. And riff, I don't know what Brandon was planning here. Um, but he's doing something, he's turned around. This is horrible for the podcast only audience. He's returning, headphones are back. You brought up the Mushroom Kingdom earlier. Oh. I this at Dave and Buster's last week. Oh, um, Yoshi, look at him, he's cute. It's funny you say that. Um, we took my son to Dave and Buster's a few weeks ago, and I I mean, I, he won, whatever. But I mean, I you know, I did it. Uh, I I won um, a Mario for him. So it was a Mario, and I think you have a Pikachu over your shoulder. Um, it, it was a Mario and a Charmander. So you know, same kind of yeah. universes that we're operating in. Right there. Um, wow. I beat the stacker game, which I always have to beat at DMBs, where you like press a button and these lights that are like flashing back and forth lock into place and you have to keep like stacking on top of that and you have to time it right uh, i always do that it's a thousand tickets and then i actually won the like kind of their wheel of fortune or not wheel of fortune uh price is right you know like they have that big wheel you can spin not the same way you can't actually you like press a you crank the handle or something but anyway i won 500 on that because i hit like the slim little thing that said win 500 tickets so yeah i crushed it and one Yoshi, who then I played as in my friends with Mario Kart over the week, or not Mario Kart, sorry, Mario Party over the weekend, and beat them. I'm a big That's Mario Party you. fan. Oh. Uh, Mario Party Two is the best. The we should recent... play. Can you, you can play online now, right? Yeah. Well, we've talked about this before. Um, no, we have. We both have it. Uh, but I'm always Yoshi, to be very clear. So, what the hell? No, I'm Yoshi. No, I literally have the Yoshi Plus doll. I'm gonna take Yoshi. I, no, I've always. Uh, I'm gonna beat I... you to selecting him, and I will take Yoshi. Uh, I never thought I'd have an opportunity to brag about this, but when I was in college, um, we would play Mario Party 2 a lot, and my buddy Steven uh, was always Princess Peach, and my buddy Kyle was always Donkey Kong. And um, so we, you know, would get really competitive and mm. would have a lot of fun, and Steven was not very good. Um, and so we would always just, like, kind of pick on him. Um, and the the best achievement, like, the best game we ever had, I wound up with 12 stars, and Kyle wound up with 300 coins. It was mm. awesome. And Steven had nothing. It was great. Exciting. We should do it. Maybe we yeah. can play with some listeners. That's that's right. Um, people let us know who you are, where you are, how you are in the party of Mario. Uh, before we leave, we do have to do songs. Rachelle, ever the on-time participant, 
uh, has submitted Flowers by Miley Cyrus. And Rachelle just always hits. Like, Rachelle's never submitted a bad song, as far as I'm aware. Bangers. Straight, just adding the, all the bangers to the NFC East mixtape playlist, which is um, available on both Apple Music and Spotify, even though you forgot about the guy who adds in the Spotify. I didn't forget about it. I just forgot that Spotify was his... I was. He, he brought up that um, he can set, specify, or like set it to 1.3 speed, and I just, like, in which, the moment... I was so fascinated at the apps and our discussion about it all that I just overlooked it. It's my bad. Um, by the way, which uh, I was right about, we have we do have a review I want to get to that I meant to get to earlier, but I wanted to give a shout out to um, our good friend at at DC underscore seven oh nine. That's DC from GB. He's a, he's our friend who handles mm-hmm. the Spotify NFC East mixtape playlist. Very cool that he does that on his own. Um, the review I have for you here from the Bleeding Green Nation podcast, and as I always say, uh, if you've already left a rating and review on the a certain podcast platform, such as you know your Eagle saying reviewing BGN, and you like the mixtape, well, also leave a review on Vlogging the Boys, and you'll give them a five star rating. But then you can say whatever you want. Yeah, you review. can write whatever you want. Be as disparaging and mean as you want. Yeah, but I mean five stars. No please. hate speech. Yeah, obviously, obvious disclaimers apply. Um, and specifically, I'll mention I'm looking here at BGN. We're actually at 1,947. So I'd like to get let's get to 2,000. Like we're almost there. You know, okay. let's bump us up to 2,000. We appreciate it. This is, comes from Jay Damicomb, and the title is NFC Gaslight. <laughs> Five stars. I've loved this pod for years, but RJ consistently gaslighting BLG is getting really old. I don't. I'm not. I think when it's actually gaslighting to say that somebody gaslights people, like that's that's a gaslighting thing in and of itself. So no, it's true. I mean, look, I come here, I speak facts, I say the truth. That's just kind of where we're at. Uh, All right. So my song is "Fool." This is actually my favorite Led Zeppelin song. Okay. It is "Fool in the Rain." I think it's a really good song. It's kind of like funky, unique. Um, It's not, you know, a lot of people favorite. I guess like Cashmere or Stairway to Heaven or and I like those songs too. I'm not like the, I'm not like a Led Zeppelin guy. I'm not gonna like say like they're my band or anything, mm-hmm. but I do like Fool in the Rain a lot. It's, I think it's um, like a unique song. Good choice. Uh, before I give my song, um, a friend of mine, um, John Dyer, had a Facebook status that I saw. And I think you'll agree with this. He said, you should not be allowed to wear a T-shirt with a band's name on it. And maybe this is a popular take. I've never seen it before, though. You should not be allowed to wear a T-shirt with a band's name on it unless you can name at least five of their songs. Do you agree? You're um, more of a music person than I am, so that's why I was curious for your opinion. I don't like gatekeeping in general. Not a big gatekeep guy. <laughs> so that's true. Because uh, I think people experience things in their own ways. Uh, so I don't love that angle. But I get... I don't know. And also, like, no, I don't agree with that. No, I'm going to take a hard stance. I don't agree with that. <laughs> because what if you just like the logo? I don't really care about the band, but yeah. it's a cool design. You might or like art. What if, it, what so, if it's like, just fashion? Fine. Like, what if people it's fashion? Sports. Like, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily like, there's people who, like, I don't necessarily like this team, but I really like this jersey or this player. So, like, that's fine. Mm. Is that why Jalen Hurts had a Dallas Cowboys placard behind him? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Anyway, my song. I've seen a I lot of funny memes. to me. Sorry, I want to stay on this for a second because okay. it's it's funny to me that there's such this big culture in music that like you can't wear the band you're going to see. You can't wear their shirt. Are you familiar with this? I don't go to a lot of. Con- I think I've been to like five concerts in my whole okay. life. So I mean, I really well, don't know. 
there's like the this rule? culture of like let's say i'm going to see blink 182 it's not cool if i then wear a blink 182 t-shirt to blink 182 i can't do that like that's which that, is very funny what? because yeah i, I i'm tr- trust me this is a thing in the list this is not a thing you've, you've got to be rj careful. back me up on this. this is absolutely a thing uh use hashtag now, nfc east shirt uh for the okay. for the tweets yeah i think that this is absolutely a thing um, not a thing that I like and or am endorsing, by the way, because I think it's just, you know, it's just like, oh, it's too, you know, it's not cool. But it's such a weird thing to do as someone, you know, who obviously is a part of sports, sports culture, which is that's what you very much do. That is exactly right. what you do when you go to a sports game is you wear the thing that shows you're a fan of that team. I think I think if I'm parsing this right, the caveat is like if you buy merch from like the merch table at the show and you want to wear that, I think that's that's kosher. I'm not sure. Although I think typically people would just buy it and then hold on to it and not wear it. But I think that's more acceptable. But yeah, somehow not acceptable to wear uh, the band that you're going to see, like a t-shirt of them to that concert, which I think is stupid. That is very stupid because if that would be, in, in my mind, like the peak moment to wear the thing. Right. Um, like one of, <laughs> so I love this band. I want to show other people and, I'm, and I want to like show the band well, like who's looking into the audience like, hey, I, I love this thing um i also i feel this way about jerseys and gen- not in general but like there's something cool to like you know people will say things like oh this is my lucky jersey or whatever right um sure. but, but like there's something to like i know this is a weird way to put this but like oh this is my game worn jersey like i wore this jersey at the super bowl or i wore this jersey during the like crazy rain game or you know what i mean like i wore this jersey whatever and like it it was there like it was a part of the experience for you so like in a similar sense like the shirt or whatever from the band would be the same way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's like saying if they throw you like a pick or uh, the set list or whatever, that you shouldn't take it. You know what I mean? Because it's all part of the same sort of thing. That's dumb. I it's I just, reject it's, this. It's the energy. I don't like the energy. It's just like, Oh, it's too cool. It's like, it's not cool to do that. Like no one, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I think in life in general, it's like no one is too cool for anything. Like just get over yourself. If you think you're too good or too cool for something, I just think you need to get over yourself. Allow people to enjoy what they want to enjoy, obviously within reason, no one getting hurt or whatever. But as long as it's not, don't yuck someone's yum. That's my point. If someone wants to do something and they're having fun, it's not hurting anyone uh, and not impeding anyone else's fun, then just let them do what they want. Uh, last thing before I give my song, we don't expect any of these teams to use the franchise tag. We should have probably discussed that, but the window is open, um, right? Like, uh, definitely not the Eagles for sure. Definitely the Cowboys, probably definitely not. Right? I mean, they don't right. even have the money. Uh, the Giants, in theory, could do it on someone, I guess, if they really wanted to. Like, I don't think they're going to do it on Saquon again. Uh, Xavier McKinney is going to be a free agent. I mean, it doesn't seem likely. And then the Commanders, didn't they use it on Deron Payne last year? Yeah, and then they got the deal and done. And then they got the deal done. Um, I don't think the Commanders, they have the money to do it, but I don't, like, who's the free nah, agent? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they got to no. move on. You know what I mean? And, and Maybe a transition tag somewhere. I don't know, but probably not. Okay, so we agree it's probably not happening in this division. Um, I don't that think it's happening me- around the NFL too, too much. Like, there'll be some more than none, but I don't think it's going to be, like, a lot, right? I agree with you. Um, my song, I've seen a lot of, I was going to say this a moment ago, um, like LimeWire memes. Like, oh, when you were downloading on LimeWire, you didn't realize you were downloading Wait, a virus that? to your family computer. Are you saying you're illegally streaming music? I'm saying I've seen a lot of memes about it. Um, there was a but time. You know what that's about, though? You have an experience with that? When people who did this um, would import the songs into their 
music library, whatever that was. Like people had different. Um, I bet you were a Zune person. I, I could see you being somebody who no. had a Zune. Wow. Uh, but people who had whatever music library, you could adjust. Like you could change the song titles and the artists or whatever. Like you could, you know, some people cared about it being organized. Some people didn't, whatever. Um, when I was in middle school, I had the song My Sharona on my device, whatever it was at the time. And I don't know how, but however I'd gotten the song, it labeled it as being by the Ramones. Uh, and I thought forever that that's who did that song and spoke like that was who did that song. And that was embarrassing. So um, my song is my Sharona by the knack who actually did that song. Uh, I, I like that category of what you brought up because that's definitely i like that's definitely i feel like especially of a certain time on the internet like the early aughts maybe i just remember listening to certain songs on like windows media player back before like youtube and stuff wow right. oh well, shout out windows media player wow. uh, I, that's not something i had thought about until i just brought it up like wow back anyway. when, uh with the 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 um the pinball game yeah yeah, going way back again yeah. for YouTube. I'd like I remember listening to uh My Own Worst Enemy by Lit, which is, you know, great song. But it was listed by Blink 182. And at the time I was like, wait, Blink 182 does a version of this? That's awesome. And it's like, nope, they just totally miscredited uh the the song, the Mandela effect, I guess, to some level too, of people. There's there's a lot of songs I feel like like that. They're like that people think they are actually by and then aren't. Or obviously, there's ones that people um, do covers of, and then don't realize that the original version was done by someone else. Yeah, that's a good um, kind of category to highlight. Um, but yeah, it was a really embarrassing sort of thing to not know that. Um, you know what I mean? So tough scene. But I made it. I survived. I'm. Uh, wow. You bring in a Windows Media. It, I remember it was the coolest thing when you would play music and you could turn on like the the like effects you know what i mean you would just like let, let the computer yeah. sit in, and you were like man i am vibing in here i got the music on i got the screen dancing around like welcome to my room where everything is awesome so yeah Who were you welcoming to your room i mean just you know the people at large you know what i mean mm, like the people at large okay. yeah whoever it wound how are wound those people up, at large doing you know some are good some are less good mm. i mean you know, mm. I check in with them from time to time. So um, smaller doing. I don't know. Let's um let's bounce. And um as we do, Brandon is going to tell us what his favorite helmet in the NFL is that is not the Eagles and why. Mm, favorite helmet. Do you have a favorite helmet in the NFL? I've always Are we including retro stuff. Yeah, you could do what you I feel want. Like, I, no, I feel like for this sake we can't because it's, okay. it's going to throw me down the. I think we're talking. We can get to that another time. I think the Saints have such a clean helmet. It's it's so perfect. I always say this. No, and I actually made this or brought this up to Anthony Richardson in the interview. It would suck to be a Bengals fan and try to get a helmet autographed. I say that all like I think about that know, all the time. Biggest thing. Like it would suck, man. It would just be terrible. So I think the Saints have a great helmet. I think the Vikings have a cool helmet. The Vikings and Eagles and I think Rams are um, are teams that like their helmet is is like what the the mascot would look like, right? Like the Viking has the horns, the Eagles have the mm -hmm. wings, the Rams have the horns. I like helmets like that as well. I'm looking at all 32 of them. By the way, like NFC East mixtape bingo. Des Bryant catch picking up where you left off. <laughs> um, uh, 
the I also the so real quick I'll, I'll I'll filibuster and buy you some time. I don't know if you knew this, but so every team has a primary logo, right? And that's what's on the like hats and polos and things like that. And right. for the longest time, the Bears' primary logo was the C. But right. last year they actually changed it, and now it's the like the bear, like the face yeah. of it, which is cool. But how can your primary logo not be the one that's on your helmet? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not advocating for putting the bear on the helmet because I love the sea, but I just found that find that to be interesting. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at all of them. I do like. I also team. always think mm. the Buccaneers flag is so wide; it's got to be so difficult to put it on. Like for it's the too big. Staff. Yeah, they need to make it. Like, they used to be smaller, and, and like with all the little gaps and orifices in helmets now, like it's just got to be a nightmare to you know figure out. I the, Bronco, go... the, the Broncos have a clean helmet too. I really love the Broncos helmet. I was gonna go with one that I don't. I don't like the helmets that the team logo is like a like an emblem, like the Niners and the Packers and the mm. Raiders. Like the what's on there is just like a badge. You know what I'm saying? The logo and in, in the Raiders' case is within the badge, like the crest. Yeah. So, I honestly I think, think the Giants have a strong helmet too. Like the NY is cool, but I wish it were Giants. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's no. The Giants one is way better when they do mm-hmm. the like the actual yeah Giants on the helmet. Um. I was going to say one that I thought was going to be my pick originally. I'm going to stick with that after looking at all of them. I'm going to go with okay. the Steelers. I like the, I like the asymmetrical helmet. Like it's only on one. The, I like how the logo is only on one side and the other side is black. I think there's something cool about that. I don't know if you know this. On the subject of NSC's bingo, the Steelers and the Eagles used to be a team together <laughs> once upon right. a time. They, really they, they, would call them, the they would call them the Steagles. It was just, yeah, uh, yeah the, you know, it was back in the day, man. Uh, yeah. I wish I could yeah. press the end of the show button. <laughs>